Greetings, all you commanders, eagles, and angels. Welcome. You are listening to A Night at the Round Table. In this uh, Punxsutawney Phil day, uh, day, uh, day after, day after, he did predict that we had six more weeks of winter. Yet, uh, in terms of spring, the news on the higher levels is telling us, and uh, Stephen Colbert agreed with another another groundhog who said it was going to be uh, spring soon. So. Uh, the power of our listening and our hearts be with us. And we're going to put Omina, especially in the circle of support, and also our brother, Benayak. Um, and we'll not make any more mention of that other than for the highest good of all, may the light of 10,000 suns prevail in the situations they're both in for good health and well-being. And uh, this is BBS Radio, Station 2, uh, and we're coming live from that point. And we're your hosts this evening, uh, Tara and Rama. <laughs> and we have our wonderful co-hosts with us, um, our energy healer, uh, Randy Miller, will be here just a little bit later, our author and channeler, Carolina Oceana Ryan, and uh, ourselves, Faction Three White Knights. And you might say that, um, hard. Penny, yes, Penny, our, our assistant in this uh, endeavor here, and uh, Micah, Micah Green, they are our, our assistants uh, and they they offer much today too so it is and we will do a meditation first and this is 10 minutes and it's our dearest uh, friend and and compadre here it's lord cryon and rama will begin this for us it's this 10 is minutes. called earth is on the brink of massive change there's commercials. Greetings, dear ones. I'm Cryon of Magnetic Service. There are those who continue to say that channeling is an odd thing, it doesn't fit. doesn't fit into that which you have learned might be truth. And there are those who say, well, it's for many reasons. First of all, who are you? I'm a magnetic master. And why would I be magnetic? What is that word doing in a spiritual context? I met my partner in 3D on this planet with his choice 26 years ago. 
and he might have told you about the opening sortie, about the meeting. He might have indicated his reluctance when he was alone. His In the dark, by the way. The opening sortie. When he sat in the chair for the first time and said, if you're there, show me. In that moment, his countenance, his brain, his heart, his pineal, all were synchronized and asking for a sign. He wasn't sure. And in that, he had given the invitation to be shown. He gave permission. And what he got, he didn't expect. For when he sat in the chair, he cried. An emotion welled up in him. And tears came down his cheek and he bounced out of the chair. <laughs> and was angry. It's true, all of it. It was a form of control, he decided. He didn't ask to feel the emotion. But he had. And he did it again, and again. And the reason is because the engineer, the pseudo-scientist in him, got a cause and effect with What I'm about to show you is gonna change your life forever. The demonstration that you're about to see was filmed live, 2019. relationship that he could not explain and so he did it again there were no words there were no messages like this there was no advice nothing except emotion and dear ones that is when his heart lit up and when he connected it to that which was his persona got out of his head and it took years for him to understand what was happening to be comfortable with it and then to realize he needed to share it it was too big it was too grand he tells people that God got bigger than the box that he was in he began to use terms like master physicist of the universe is gone. That the more you learn about science, the more you learn about the creator. And that there is no separation. And that it is men and women who choose to separate themselves with free choice from God. And here we are. And those who listen are either believing or not that this might be a message. But they still want to know who are you. What if there was no real who? The singularity of your bias 
says that it's got to be a singular entity. Those who want to draw me, put skin and wings on me, give me a name. Make me an angel, make me singular, I'm one because you think you're one. And you're not. Hardly. If you could see the essence of that which you call your soul, there is multiples. Because God is not singular. That which you call God is not singular. That which you see as the creative source is not singular. It is a soup, if you wish to. Say this, a soup of benevolent love. In a quantum way, it cannot be qualified or quantified. It is the essence of all. That's who you are. And the disguise you have is that you're singular. Wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and that's the same face for all those years. And it's a joke. <laughs> it's a trick. You are so much bigger than this. But for this test, dear ones, and for this experience, dear ones, on this planet, it must be this way. Many of you are starting to see a bigger truth. And the bigger the truth becomes, the more benevolent and beautiful it is. I have never given you a message that was anything but congratulatory, a beautiful message of love for you. What you're doing on the planet for where you've been, what you've become, where you come from, never told you you had to be something or be somewhere. I've just said that with free choice, there are some tools. And if you open the toolbox, you'd see them. And I can start listing the tools we've talked about. The ability to sense love. Ability to be slow to anger, to, to develop past that which you call human nature. The ability to heal yourself, the ability to stay here a long time. All built in. In these two days, you've heard the science. It says the same thing. We told you years ago that your climate change was cyclical. We told you that warming precedes cooling. And you heard the science. We told you why. We told you you didn't create it. And now you've heard the science. I'll tell you, the science is always gonna back up that which has been created by the creator. The cycles have been created for a reason. And the reasoning behind the cyclical energies of this planet, of your life, of the biology, of the economics, is all there for a reason. So you'll feel comfortable with it because here it comes again and you can do with it what you wish. It's not a shock. It's not a surprise. And we've told you that. 
But here you sit in an energy that you've never experienced before, ever. The civilization that you call Earth is poised on the brink of choice. But it isn't one that is happening instantly. It has already started. To some of you, it is 50 years old. That beautiful little voice inside you that's always been there. Would this be right? Is it true? I know he was really strange. Channeling isn't for me. But there was something there. <laughs> and the something, dear ones, was the truth of your spirit. Truth rings and sings. And whether it's from a scientist or whether it's from a channel or whether it's from you, realizing what you've got it doesn't matter because it'll open you up and you'll never be the same this is the message you cry and it always has been always will be we'll repeat it again and again with different humans sitting in front of us who are feeling and sensing and working the puzzle of earth in a new energy that's never been here before and so it is then we have a moment here to bring ourselves back to the moment. <laughs> um, so, um, with this new energy of February, uh, I mean, yesterday there were five twos in the date. Two, February 2, which is a two, the second, which is a two and 2022, two, two, two. There's only one day that's got six and that's February 22nd. Uh, then we'll have six twos. The thing about the two is it's the divine feminine. And uh, there's a flow and a, um, um, you might say, um, the masculine energy is uh, marching music. Dum, dum, da, dum, dum, da, 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 da. It's like one, 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 one. And the number two, the divine feminine is one, two, one, two. And there's a sway and a flow. And there's, there's you might say the two, is the melody so one is the rhythm uh and two is the melody and it takes uh, it's gonna say it takes two to tango but uh, it's the one and the two the masculine and the feminine this is not necessarily about gender it's about the flow of positive and negative Yes, male is positive. Like the man just talked about. Yes, and positive is male action. And feminine, number two, is uh, rhythm 
and it's uh, negative in the sense of it leaves an open space. It's an opening, uh, and it's an opening for love. It's an opening to receive. It's in giving that we receive. So you do the action of giving, male, and then the feminine energy receives from that action. And this is uh, this is what uh, uh, Caroline might remember her name but she's not here on the planet anymore. Your sister that was very difficult for her to leave. Caroline, do you remember? Well, I've lost so many people. I, I The last couple of years, I think you mean Shirley Ballstock? Yeah, isn't she the one that was talking about numbers, right? Oh, yes. She re- would receive downloads of number numeric activations, energy activations. I know. Absolutely. I heard her. Boy, did she do that like lickety-split, too. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And she's just right here with us. And I just remember she yeah. was talking about the number eight. Yes. And what that is at that point in the center where the loops uh, uh, meet, that's the point of manifestation. From that point of light within the mind of God, goddess, all that is, we're all manifested here and now. And, and by our consciousness of our choice in our own unique timeline uh, and the choice of coming together in this moment with our energy that we all represent here too right now there's no mistakes in this universe i just want everybody to know every single one of us is necessary we would not be here in a form if it weren't so so uh let's forgive ourselves for all kinds of stuff that we put on ourselves because it has nothing to do with the price of eggs as we always used to say it has to do with how important it is to us to remember and find out who we really are so i'm thankful and i'm welcoming everyone and who wants to take this stalking stick uh that we can share with our round table here so i got a volunteer i think pretty much we're all humble enough. You're going to have to just pull somebody out of the pack, Tara. <laughs> all right. It's, it's you, Caroline. Here it comes. I had a feeling. <laughs> uh, since I was foolish enough to speak up. Well, um, I have been badgering our ascended master friends more often than usual lately about when the sorrow might happen and what else we can do to assist And the collective did give us a wonderful declaration a couple of weeks ago, which is on the Nasara page at my website, ascensiontimes.com. And that's a daily declaration we can speak and only takes maybe three or four minutes at the most, but it's, it's phenomenal. It will have you feeling more inspired and empowered just reading it each day. Um, But uh, reading it aloud, but um, I've been talking to St. Germain and he's been pointing out different things. And this comes out in the channeling that I put out tomorrow <clears throat> to me, um, which is how like he was sort of pointing out that our energies are shifting so as to not really relate for one thing to 
third dimensional time, the past, present, future. I found this as well. I know a lot of other people have found this. The nature of time is shifting on the planet for one thing. And also how we see it, you know, have you felt like, Shirley was saying this for months before she left us last year. She said, I don't have any concept of time anymore. And sometimes she would sort of joke about it. But now I understand what she was talking about, that everything, you know, you think back to what you did a few days ago, and you think maybe that was an hour ago or three weeks ago. And and he, he was saying, you're coming out of that linear timeline of past, present, future. And, um, you know, you're, choosing more often now not to visit the past of this life you've been living with regret uh, and likewise to release the idea of stress or worry about potential futures that might be coming up and moving all, all of our focus to now and realizing everything we desire is here already, including the enactment of Nassar law. And that's, he points out this not only about human sovereignty but earth rejoining the intergalactic confederation and all that portends and i don't know all what all that portends but it i'm sure it'll be amazing it's it's a nice channeling um he he really um he points out our the lives we've had in parallel timelines and universes and um, at other times on this timeline, all of that is just going to collide and combine now so that we come out of the singular narrowness that holds us in one p- place in one time. And then he is also talking about um, the light coming in from the sun and how it's also a tonal vibration and how that is affecting us on a cellular level as well as a, uh, affecting our spirits, even the way our, our brains work. And it's it, just fascinating Um, because what we tend to get caught up in is what we see around us. We are visual. We are very much grounded in this this earth life. And yet, um, it's there's something about this earth life now that's calling us so far beyond what we have referred to in the past as reality. And that's probably a good thing, because reality is a little rough on the planet right now. So um, anyway, I don't know if that is more encouraging or horrifying to people. But I leave that with you just to say that if you feel exhausted, if you can't quite keep up with time racing along so quickly now, if you feel a little bit like you're living a few timelines at once or your other lives are jumping in and becoming more apparent in your dream state, don't don't panic. There's millions of others experiencing the same. Yeah. So thank you. I'll pass this talking stick back to you, Ramantara. I could concur Caroline of watching the many timelines blend and merge and I'm experiencing it in many ways as I am watching folks wake up uh, uh, some for better some for worse in the sense of polarized crystallized choosing the dark side as opposed to the forces of light and love. And I just got to send more love and not get caught in judgment because that leads to the dark side. And yeah, what I'm seeing more and more is of what you speak that 
all the angels, masters, teachers are being spoken about and coming out of the woodwork, so to speak, in various ways. And that is taking more precedence because on a global scale, people are asking for a shift, whether it's the truckers driving through Canada or the ship's landing or uh, the things that are happening that have to do with the shifts in us as we choose a higher path rather than picking up a club or a gun to uh, work out our differences. And right now I'm watching it being played out. All of us are in living color with the ideas about uh, what's happening in this country as it is being proposed to have a black Supreme Court justice. And I mean, the folks on the right, their hair is on fire, the torches are lit. And, you know, we are watching Nazi Germany all over again. And um, in the recent stories, there was a man who came on Amy in the last few days and talked about a book called Mouse. And it's just, you know. M-A-U-S. Yeah. I think, or is it M-O-U-S? M-O-U-S. And, and not to change the subject, but I lost um, two uncles that I never got to meet in the camps that were my father's two brothers. In, in Germany, yeah. And we're watching this in living color <laughs> right now. And this is why I, from as long as I could remember when I started hearing about the masters and the teachers and the Aquarian age in the 60s when they were put passing out the sugar cubes like candy with Tim Leary and Ram Dass and everyone else, I knew that the Galactics were going to step in and we're watching this happen right now as Dr. Greer is coming forward and saying is simply sitting down and connecting with consciousness to another consciousness and you may not necessarily have a human form, but they're all the folks out there, you know, there are more of us that are human than non-human, yet we can all connect no matter what we look like or experience. And I'm... I was just going to add, though, that 95 upwards of 95% of all different species have human DNA in some quantity. Yeah. In the whole galaxy and the universe of Nebula. And That's what you speak thing. of is the Intergalactic Confederation. 
every color in the rainbow in form of humanoid in variations on a theme are part of the intergalactic confederation. We don't have issues with color of skin or the way folks look. It is about the mission. That's priority one. That is how Starfleet came into being, I should say. And this is what is coming to pass right now, in spite of our best efforts to blow the planet up. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. I passed the talking stand. Well, I was gonna say, Rama, just to end Caroline too, that um, it seems apparent to me and everybody that we're going as low as we could possibly go before we come back. Yeah. Full circle. I mean, yeah. they just put this lady that was in prison for five or six years and she didn't know when she got out that she wasn't supposed to be able, supposed to, be able to vote after she had made that crime and served her time. So they're putting her back in prison for another six years for just going and registering to vote when she didn't even know and nobody told her this is pretty low. I'm it's hoping that th when that would be one of the cases that Brian Stevenson and his team at the Equal Justice Initiative will take on. They're in Alabama and um, they fight for um, the rights of African-Americans in particular in the justice oh. system. He's a powerful uh, African-American attorney. I, I was at college with him. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> oh, wow. That's right. I bragged to people. I went to the same college as Brian Stevenson. There's an HBO special on him. There was a big feature film, um, Just Mercy, and it's uh, about one of his better-known cases. He wrote a best-selling book about it, and it's just um, astounding, the work they do. Oh. They, yeah. And, and it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. People are finding who they are. They're finding collaborations of things that they're finding others that are on the path for particular work. And it's just like what we're doing here together. And, um, well, I'll just say uh, there's a collaborative event that's been being followed that's going on up there in old Kenyatta here. And I don't think they're going anywhere. And I think I'm going to pass this talking stick to my son, Micah, here, because I think he's got something to say about that. Here it comes. Here's the talking stick, Micah. Thanks, Mama. <clears throat> and greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Well, folks, there is a sound of freedom that has been ringing throughout the planet right now. And that sound goes by the name of Honk, Honk, Honk. The trucker convoy that began here in Canada has spread its wings throughout the planet and there are convoys happening in many, many other countries with the same message. No more mandates and an end to government overreach and tyranny. While the mainstream media frantically tries to create a fake narrative that these truckers are being violent, that they are anti-vaxxers and racists and stealing food from the homeless, when in actuality, it has been a peaceful protest with Canadians from all walks of life and religious backgrounds 
coming together united in one cause for an end to all mandates and restore our freedom. Prime Minister Trudeau is in hiding and he continues to double down on his position that the only way out of this pandemic is through everybody getting vaccinated. It was reported that he attempted to get the military to step in to block the convoy, but they refused. Farmers have now joined the convoy, and I saw a, re a post recently that all of the tradespeople may be joining the movement as well. And also, once the weather gets better, the bikers may join it. In other news, there's a massive, massive court case that is in full swing, and it is in regards to Canada being an unceded territory. Now, this has uh, ramifications for the rest of the planet as well, uh, and that they cannot produce a treaty that dates previous to the Aboriginal Indigenous people of this land. Therefore, they are occupying unceded territory. And according to the law, they need to vacate. This case is reaching the Supreme Court and will continue to update. Uh, we will continue to update everyone on its proceedings. In essence, Canada is the wealthiest country on the planet in terms of its resources, mineral rights, and water rights. Everyone that is born in Canada is indigenous to Canada, and there is a process where we can change our status to Indigenous nationals and take back our rights as well as claim to the financial aspect that has been stolen from us by the Crown and the de facto government. Furthermore, the Keshe Foundation is not waiting until June 6th for the first flight enhancement test run to the moon. They are already testing these flight systems as we speak. And there will be a rapid expansion of this plasma technology that's about to go worldwide in the coming time. As Mr. Kesh said, we gave the governments the opportunity to work with us. If they don't want to, we are more than capable of doing it ourselves. Last but not least, the rainbow around the sun prophecy, the fourth world shall end soon and the fifth world will begin. This is the elders, this the elders everywhere know. The signs over many years have been fulfilled and so few are left. A full circle rainbow around the sun is known as a sun dog. It is extremely rare and considered an omen of the circle of life. It is part of the rainbow prophecy. When the earth is ravaged and the animals are dying, a new tribe of people shall come unto the earth from many colors, classes, creeds, and who by their actions and deeds shall make the earth green again. They will be known as the warriors of the rainbow. Rainbow orbs around the sun have been showing up all over the world in the last couple of days. My heart feels the time is near, the time is here. If we see it as so, may it be so, and blessed be. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, uh, Rama and Tara. Thank you, Micah. Um, on that note, uh, Rama was just saying, I thought the fifth world was here a long time ago. And I said, yeah, it's been always here. 
what's happening though, and I, you, we have to go back to harmonic convergence and Lord Alcyon, the consort of Mother Segment from the Pleiades, you can find that star that is the energy of Lord Alcyon in the Pleiades. And it's been traveling a photonic belt of energy has been traveling from that star in the Pleiades. And it, it touched for the first time in a physical way into the earth plane at harmonic convergence in 1987. So we got 97, 2007, 2017, 35 years. It'll be 35 years in August this year. So for 35 years, this fifth dimensional energy has been coming in gently and slowly and increasing. So uh, for those of us who have been consciously following this and we might have said all this stuff is happening but to get it at the heart level at the core of our being level that's what's happening now i think is what you're trying to tell us micah and whoever you're sharing from that information is trying to tell us is that there's nowhere to go except up <laughs> right Emma? yeah so um Thank you. If there's anything else you wanted to add, Micah, that was a lot. You said a lot of things. Uh, I don't know if you, you're keeping up more with that trucker group there, but it seems like they're not going anywhere. That's what it sounds like. They're not, they're in there for the duration. They're not leaving. Is that, am I correct in assuming that? Micah? Oh, yeah. I'm also wondering. Oh, there, Mike is back. I'm also wondering about that crowd in front of, in Ottawa, in front of the Parliament building. I'm sorry, I missed that. Could you repeat that? Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I was saying that it, you know, that report about the 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 truckers and all the people there in Ottawa. It doesn't look like they're any going anywhere. That they're there for the duration. Oh, absolutely. Um, In fact, they've actually raised over $10 million through a GoFundMe campaign. So they said they've got enough to keep them going till 2024. Yeah, but um, the GoFundMe people have frozen their account because it's being investigated. So the big hats are being jerks they're they're leaning on them yeah they're definitely trying to do everything they can to stifle them um but you know they've they've even set up a a separate funding page just in case uh so they've got multiple avenues um and it just like no matter what they seem to want to throw at them these people are so um resourceful i mean they tried blocking them off at the border the the police um i think it was in coots and uh all of a sudden a whole whack of farmers came with these massive uh tractors and stuff and they broke through the barricade and uh it's just uh (laughs) it's quite a show um uh you know the the people are are not gonna give give in that easily that's for sure my knowledge of canucks is that it takes a whole lot to get them riled. 
Yeah, once you've got them riled, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to speak to that. <laughs> okay, Patty. <laughs> Pass the talking stick. Here you go. Thanks. I, I want to pick up with Coots um, because I sent out a series of emails this afternoon and this morning uh, as it's an easier way to, to get the news out quickly. Um, and I sent one out later today about with a photograph from uh, Coots from the Coots uh, Carway Station uh, border crossing. And, and as I said earlier, I've learned how to do screenshots so I can stop a video and take a screenshot. And the one I have shows the concession that has been arrived at. I saw this morning, I saw the interview with the two new co- uh, uh, RCMP officers and the people that they were talking to. And the officers came in uh, with a new proposal or with the proposal that if you guys uh, do, and this was their proposal, you guys, um, and this is what we're told to tell you, that you guys move your trucks or, the, um, you know, we, the authorities will absor- will um, take your trucks away and put you guys in jail. And they said, that's not that's not negotiating. That's not talking. That's bullying. So the, and they had a, they had a lawyer with them talking about resourcefulness, uh, Micah. They had their lawyer with them. Just like later today, I saw the next interview with uh, the gal who was collecting the money and looking after the administrative stuff. Their lawyer was there too. And he was uh, answering questions from the uh, audience. And when the audience, when the questions got to be a little bit really biased, he just closed them. He just walked away from the podium. But anyway, they, they have lawyers on that are helping them every step of the way. Um, and also they're constantly referring the truckers and the representatives of the truckers are talking about peacefulness, no violence all the time. And that is never what anybody, any of the mainstream media picks up on. They just refuse to do that. They keep asking questions about the people who uh, wrecked the um, statue. They didn't wreck it. They just painted it, did something to it, to defigured the the terry fox statue and so on and so forth and now the truckers have got their own security people out working and they've been reporting uh when they find uh, people misbehaving and they're not usually their own truckers they're people that are agent if you want agents provocateurs or just people just rowdies and they're reporting those people to the police to the security uh, people at uh in Ottawa, like at the parliament buildings. So you know, they're doing their bit to maintain the, 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 the peacefulness of it all. And they keep on saying that that's not what we're about. So anyway, uh, the Coots, it's not, uh, it used, I know it is the Coots Carway uh, border crossing, but it's actually called now, the new name is Sweetgrass Coots Border Crossing. So if you, when you get the email, see page two and you'll see the trucks so to go back to the interview, what happened this afternoon, by the time I got back from being in town, there'd been um, uh, an agreement made that the trucks would not be removed, but that they would open up one lane in either direction. And that's what you see in the picture that has been sent. So that's one thing that happened. So um, I don't know how they got at it. But the other thing about stealing food from the homeless I sent another one this morning. He went, um, I found that the, the Freedom Convoy truckers are providing free meals for the homeless in Ottawa. Yet the media and Justin 
Trudeau turn a blind eye to this. It's an inconvenient truth. So there they are feeding people as well as their own people. So that's um, another thing that people don't need to be reminded of. Then the other thing, talking about the changing in energy. Another one I found was from um, uh, Scotland. And there's a, a truck, there's a load of trucks and tractors and all the rest of it. And they're moving from Glasgow down to the Midlands and eventually to London. So that is going. Uh, we thought we had chaos in Ottawa. These kinds of trucks and tractors going into London. Oh, my God. You know, that's going to be hilarious. Actually hilarious. And then I found another listing. There's a convoy in Australia, Finland, Netherlands, Czechoslovakia, Belgium, America. Oh, and somebody, one of the call, one of them. Call, one of the people on the call left me an email just now to say that the Amish have joined the American convoy with their horses and buggies. Oh my gosh, how amazing! The Amish have joined. Oh, where is that happening? Where's that happening? I, I don't know. She just sent me. Just sent me that. Well, the Amish people are in Pennsylvania in their yeah. headquarters. So they're also in uh, Ohio and a bit of in Indiana as well. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and upstate New York as well. Also, yeah. I think maybe Kentucky or something. This I, don't, is, I don't know where, but just brilliant. let me finish the rest of it. There's from okay. France and Italy and Spain and Hungary, Portugal, Romania, Lithuania. And then there's a whole one from all of Europe. So I don't know where they're going, but that's just the parcel list I got this afternoon before the call. So the and I got the sense like this whole thing is just crumbling everywhere around us. And the sense, and the fact that these guys in um, Alberta at Coots, that they weren't kicked off, they weren't arrested, and they come to some kind of agreement because they said to the police, that's not, that's not negotiating, and we're not going anywhere until we see evidence that it's really happening, the changes are being implemented. All kinds of politicians are on. Now we've got your message. Go home. Go away and don't bother us, right? You've interrupted our lives long enough. Go away. And they're just standing there saying, we're not going anywhere till we see evidence that you've done something. So you're right. They're going to be there till, you know, hell freezes over maybe. Or hell might freeze over first because they're not going to back down. That's my reading on the situation. And then the other thing... Um, there was um, uh, Peter McCullough, the doctor Peter McCullough showed up on the Ingram angle on Fox News. And he was recapping the weekend events in D.C. that are promoting. I mean, it was a whole gathering about medical stuff, just COVID stuff. And he was promoting COVID early treatment and patient autonomy regarding COVID vaccines. And I guess he I didn't see it, what he said, but she was caught congratulating him for being a firebrand. <laughs> Dr. McCullough, oh my God. Yeah, so there is a whole new atmosphere on the planet right now, a whole new atmosphere. And I, for one, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> I agree. Oh. It's a real lift in energies, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, and also one other thing in regards to the Terry Fox Memorial and the War Memorial or whatever that they were trying it's, to say. It's, that, yeah, it's the War Memorial. Yeah. Yeah, so they're trying to say they were desecrating it. They, I saw p pictures of people like 
making it spick and span, beautiful, clean. And they've got a whole bed of roses on there. It's like what they're trying to tell you is so far from the truth. They've they've got people on on crews that are cleaning up everything. The streets are spotless. They're 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 being so respectful. And and, uh, it's just a beautiful thing. Yes. And by the way, Mike, have you seen those interviews with um, uh, his half-brother, Trudeau's half-brother? Oh, yeah. I highly encourage everybody to watch that. I was actually saying to Caroline the other day, I think this guy should be prime minister. <laughs> yeah, he's no, never had time to look at it, but that does look interesting. He looks like a Castro Jr. Is he in Cuba? No. No, no he's in the state. He's in California, isn't he, Michael? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. California. It's just his mother that was, uh, he's half brother. So he's the son of, of uh, Margaret Trudeau uh, with another father. His name is Clemperer. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he's not a Castro. No, he's he's not. not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'm thinking that we need Rama's latest news update unless uh, Randy wants to jump in, but I'm, yeah, getting close well, to the second hour. What do you think, Ramantar? Well, Randy, uh, I think we should call on you, and then we'll give our a report. We got a couple of ten minutes or something, you know, before you have to start the interview. Right, Caroline? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Randy. Go ahead. Yeah. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> I have a few things to say. The lions are awake. And it is not the job of the lions to wake the sheep. The sheep can follow and awaken in their own time. The lion's job is to keep forging ahead and make sure the path is clean, wholesome, and free of carnage. The lion's job is to awaken the other lions. And the lions in Canada are all awake. And they're guarding the sacred ground called Ottawa because it is sacred ground, as all ground is on this planet. Now, one of the interviews with that half-brother of Trudeau, he made a reference to the fact that Trudeau is a world bridger. So I think he got something in the Mayan calendar. So it'd be interesting if Caroline's listening, Rainbird, that she could do a chart on Trudeau and just see what he is, because he didn't talk about it very much, but he said he's not following his soul's purpose. This guy is very smart. He's very bright. And he said, the man that I see now is not the Justin I grew up with. It's not the same person. So he's very educated, very smart. The same thing with the people doing the convoy. They have resources. So people don't understand is they've got thousands of people working in the background to make sure that this is done properly and lawfully. No matter what the fake news says and the hired mayors and the police chiefs and all this stuff, they're following rhetoric. They're just following orders. We all know that the fake humans have lost their leaders. All the leaders have gone. 
they're off planet or they've gone to the light. So all these world leaders that are not leaders, they're just puppets. There's no longer anyone controlling their strings. Their strings have been cut because their leaders are gone. They're just following their old orders. And we know what happened in Germany after World War II when the people said, we're just following orders. We're at that point again right now. Humanity's choice is quite simple. Do you sit in your chair being a sheep, watching the fake news, or do you get up out of your chair and use your cell phone and use your voice and use your email and communicate with people as a human being and talk about things as love and harmony and unity and what are we going to do to help the cause? You have people all over the Canada sending food. One woman said, I don't care. I'm 84 years old. I'm going to cook muffins and cookies and make sure someone can take them to the truckers. She can't go out because of the restrictions. So she, if someone comes and gets the food and delivers it, these are the little things the news is never going to report on. That their idea of trying to divide and conquer has now totally flipped and everyone is unifying together worldwide. You get the farmers' tractors in the middle of London? Hang on. You talk about gridlock? Boris, you won't be able to do anything. As through all of them. They know their gooses are cooked, but they don't know how to get themselves out of the thing. Last night in Mr. Kesh's public workshop, he explained so many things about the healing enhancement units and how they work. And how he's been giving you the secrets for years. It's something you can't write down and talk about in 15 minutes. You have to actually go to the YouTube and listen to what he says. I had to back it up five times last night to understand one little section. But he's saying it right there. It's your choice how you want to use this unit. If you want to go to Mars, Venus, whatever. Do you want to go in the physical body, the spirit body, or the soul, or all three together? Randy, but the captain yeah. of the ship has to be in total service to the universe. Randy, give us the uh, particular program so that people it's can a, just It's just a 418th cash workshop. Okay. I'll send you guys the link. I can, even put, I'll, I can even put the link in the chat. Okay. okay. So the whole point being the universe is looking at us. We are the last. Literally. It's like the old westerns, you know, and the sheriffs have cleaned up all the towns, and there's this one little town in the middle of the desert that's just being a bunch of jerks. Well, that's what Earth is. Not the Earth people, not the Earth. Only our so-called government leaders. They're the ones that are holding things back. So, don't Hate them. Send them love, compassion, and empathy. Because that's what they need. Because once Ashtar goes and bangs on the table and calls a meeting to order and issues the orders, oh boy, are we going to see a show. We already feel it within our hearts and our beings. We already know this. We have to sit back Keep sending love from the heart. 
and let it play out. I pass the talking stick. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Randy. That was, I, I, I am enjoying the, uh, you know, the, the dance that each one of us does when we come on here and share. I hope you're enjoying it as well, everyone here. I'll just really quickly say, I guess today we're not doing phone calls because we're almost at the end of the moment, but let's have Rama read. This is real important. This is our uh, our Faction 3 White Knight report for the week starting last. Actually, we didn't have anything on Friday, so it starts oh, last uh, Saturday. Yeah, this is the Dalai Lama on Friday, yes. January 28th. I would regard a compassionate, warm, kind-hearted person as healthy. If you maintain a feeling of compassion, loving kindness, then something automatically opens your inner door. Through that, you can communicate much more easily with other people. This is Saturday. Um, I received a text message this morning at 1110 from Tom the Cat and Sweet Aunt Sweet the Cat. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are over Norway in our shuttlecraft. And there is an awesome aurora borealis in the sky above. And I'm still going to send it, Penny. What is happening is the plasmatic light from the great central sun is drifting into our atmosphere. The solar flares are infusing higher and higher, uplifting frequencies into our atmosphere. All we need to do is open our hearts and receive. Meanwhile, I asked Sweet Angelique and Tom the Cat about President Biden announcing that he is sending boots on the ground to Ukraine in the next few weeks. They responded by saying to me, Lord Rama, Joe Biden's raids are in the toilet right now and he has become more of a burden than an asset to everyone. By the way, President Joe Biden is now hologram. Please send more love. This is the larger story, like Randy said, all the so-called leaders are gone. And very soon we're gonna see the rest. Vice President Kamala Harris may soon be taking over the reins of the presidency. That's a good thing. It's time for the goddess. Place all of this in the circle of support as we can focus on raising our vibrations consciously into the higher quantum field with loving kindness and compassion. We can create miracles and magic. We have got the power. Om Tat Sat Namaste, blaze the violet fire. All we are saying is give peace a chance. All things are possible with love. Um, this is Monday. 
I received a text message from the King of Swords at 12.15 early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, the dark ones, the dark ones are making their very final moves on the chessboard. And Mr. Putin and Captain Astar are very good and patient chess players. <laughs> Captain Astar has the final move. The dark ones are being rounded up. As you hear stories of war, it is about the defense contractors and the shadows of Wall Street who are broke. They need a war to pad their wallets. The return of the goddess is here, and she has said no to war. This is Tuesday, the Dalai Lama speaks. We live in hope. Hope is that something good will happen. As human beings, we must be realistic and use our intelligence to look at things from different angles in order to see a more complete picture. Yet it is more constructive to remain hopeful than to be pessimistic. And this is Tuesday. I received a text message from Tom, Larry, Curly, Bo, and Sweet Angelique the Cat. It was 11.30 a.m. this morning. They all said to me, Lord Rama, we are in the outskirts of Tonesburg, Norway, and right before us, a portal opened up to Asgard, the celestial city, home to King Odin, Thor, and Lady Frigga, Thor's mother. Tom continued, all the nine realms are here with us to help guide us in our ascension, as well as Mother Gaia's ascension at this time. Send more love to the Ukraine and Mother Russia. The U.S. Empire is stirring the pot for war. On this day of Imbolc, February 1st, the light from our son, Saul, is pouring in at light speed. Louder even. Even louder on. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violent fire. This is a, a portal that opened up for Tom and company when they went to Tonesburg, Norway. All the portals are opening. Once mankind accepts a simple truth that they were not alone in the universe. Some worlds man believed were home to their gods. Others they knew to fear. From around the cold and darkness came the frost giants, Anunnaki, threatening to plunge the mortal world into a new ice age. But humanity would not face this threat alone. This is Odin speaking to Loki and Thor. 
The Battle of Tornsburg was a fierce and pivotal battle during the Asgard-Jontenheim War that occurred on Earth in what is present-day Tornsburg. This actually happened in the first set, second century of our AD, this little skirmish between Asgard and Jotunheim. And they used uh, sidereal technologies, just like in the Mahabharata. And this is today, Thursday. I received a text message at 12.15 this afternoon from the two high venerable lamas who know his holiness, the Dalai Lama. They said to me, Lord Rama, the Yetis or Sasquatch people are coming down from their high mountain dwelling places, which are actually in another higher dimension. They are coming down the mountains to the Lamaseries near Lhasa, Tibet, to help the people there because China has been cracking down on human rights activists who are protesting China's intention on de to demolish at least seven of these ancient lamaseries. These lamaseries contain hundreds of ancient books and manuscripts that are record keepers of hundreds of years of Earth's sacred and political history of the role of Tibetan Buddhism in the evolution of humanity. China wishes to eviscerate this story and replace it with Chinese communism. This is the old program that is leading. We are here to let you know, Lord Rama, that Kalki Maitreya, the 10th and final incarnation of the Mahdi, is here. He will be speaking soon at the United Nations Security Council, and he is being backed up by the sons and daughters of light, meaning the seraphim and the sephiroth, the archangels who sit before the throne of Mother, Father, God. Stay in the high vibes. The return of the sun is at hand. Omadne Padme Hum. Satnam Namaste Blaze by your time. I passed the ducky. Yeah. All done. All right, Caroline, you're on. Well, that was quite a, an exciting update, really. Um, thank you so much, Rama. Yeah. So um, wonderful. We'll ask our friend Dawn to uh, please queue up the queue up. I can't spell Q. <laughs> the uh, interview. All right, wonderful. Donna's saying it's ready. So let me just read this bio. I recorded a, an interview with Vedic astrologer John R. Fife. He's a wonderful astrologer who's been on the show a few times. He studied the systems approach in India and later also studied Krishnamurti, stellar astrology. John's originally from Montreal, Canada, and later spent a lot of time in India from the mid eighties throughout the nineties. And then he went on to live in Ireland for 2005 to 2012, and then Colorado 2013 to 2019, where he wrote books and continued his astrology practice. John is also a palmist, 
So he does palm readings and he's written an intro, an introduction book to palmistry. He works in the healing arts as well. And in 2015, he published a novel titled The Meaning of Fife about a period in his life in the mid 70s when he worked in a psychiatric hospital. And it was a precursor to what he was to see in quote, real life. John's also the author of two children's books, Molly's Missing and Avebury Magic. And he also a year or so ago released the book uh, titled The World Full of Lies. He does have a Facebook group and he writes monthly newsletters and updates on the planets. Just look for John R. Fife Astrology on Facebook. His website's therealjohnr5.com. So, okay, wonderful, Don. Uh, let's um, go ahead and, and hear the interview. So thank you so much for doing this interview with us, John. And I think there's just a few issues that people will be interested to hear about in this 2022 year, because I know when I spoke to you last, it was probably 2020, and you were talking about a sort of spirit of revolution that was occurring because, I think it was because Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct or something like that. And this had occurred in past centuries when there were revolutions, such as in France and the US, a war for independence. And I'm just wondering, what do you see now? Is that still playing out? that sort of, not revolution in the sense necessarily of armed resistance, because we don't advocate that, of course, on the show, but in the sense of people waking up and wanting to shift the structures that they live in to something much, much higher, much higher vibration. I'm just wondering what your input is on that. Well, it's true. When you bring that up of uh, uh, last year, and, and thank you, pleased to be back on, and um in Mercury retrograde, which is a, a mix-up time. We're all experiencing that these days, and uh, it carries on until February the 3rd. And so Mercury retrograde is a, is a, the planet that goes off, well, many planets, uh, all planets go off their circular orbit after a fashion. Mercury is very quick. Every three months, it goes into more of the um, off orbit, off its circular orbit, and it goes retrograde, as we call it, and mix-ups occur, and busyness occurs, and um, a scrambled energy. So pleased to be back here at this time. And last year, as you're referring to uh, Jupiter and Saturn, that was one of the um, transits that was occurring but jupiter is an expansive energy where saturn is restrictive so yeah. in the sense that that was a clash yet one energy says moving forward and the other says um, no thank you no not at all we'd call that the system the restrictive um, energy of the system is um, basically as obtuse as can be non-flexible it's about control it's about power and what we're having, though, mostly, was it was the onset of the Saturn and Pluto conjunction. Mm. And that is what has been occurring in a world, a worldwide. Saturn and Pluto, Jupiter leaves the scene and moves forward. And it will always help us to move forward. Meanwhile, the Saturn and Pluto energies are battling on. And the Saturn is that restrictive energy, of course, we'll call it the uh, system and the rules and regulations and mandates and so forth. But Pluto has its own energy. And uh, first off, when this transit occurred many, many years ago, we'll start off with 1914. 
it was the onset of World War One, And so Pluto and Saturn's energy uh, shifted after a year, their conjunction. And yet World War One raged on for four years, an aftermath of, um, of that transit. In 1947, it reoccurred. So roughly every 42 years, this transit occurs. Mm-hmm. And 1947 was the end of World War Two. It was the split up of India, which... Um, the independence of India, which cost a million lives at that time. Yes. And it was also the beginning of the New World Order, of a New World Order, the Cold War, the Iron Curtain, the powers that be battling each other. And then this transit occurred in about 1982. And that was, again, that was a breakdown of economic system for a while. There was a crash in the markets and interest rates went sky high even up to about 20 percent also was the uh, introduction of aids the aids virus came in during this time so here we are back in 2020 when this came in and 2022 is still the aftermath of of what has happened and so i'll take a pause for a moment just to see if you have words or questions regarding what i've just gone over well, most of what you've described is a bit dark, and I'm wondering, is there any hope? Are you seeing anything positive coming up with the current alignments and conjunctions, or what's or what's going to be coming up in the in terms of those? That well, there's much. always hope because that's the way it's it, it's a polarity, isn't it? When yes. it's when it's at its darkest point, there's light on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. I remember Will Shaman was working uh, with me back 25 years ago and I was coming back from India and India and the Himalayas sitting in the mountaintops if you will doing meditation and you know learning much from Guru who was living there up in India and uh, when I came back he this native shaman he was uh, sitting with me I was doing a sweat lodge at that time and he asked me when I came back he said when you came back from that holy land, that place, he said, and you're full of light, he said, did you have a lot of troubles? I thought for a moment. I said, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. He said, for sure. He said, but didn't they teach you? He said, when you raise your light to a higher vibration, he said, the dark raises too. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to be a master of your of your own self, your warrior self, because the shadow is always walking beside you on the sidewalk when it's a sunny day, you have your shadow beside you. Mm. He said, the trouble is we try to um, disengage yourself from the from the shadow. But he said, you can't do that. And he's, so the other way around is that we're seeing a lot of shadows in our world and a lot of darkness. And it's brought a, a lot of separation amongst people, a divide, if you will. I would say the, the light that is coming will show up from the exposure that you want to call it these transits are bringing on these transits are here for there is an aftermath effect that could go on until 2025 but my call as an astrologer is that the breaking point the tipping point is going to show up in the by the time april arrives and the scales are going to start to get a little more in balance to what is really going on in the united states specifically will undergo this because I'm still trying to bring in the light, the Caroline and, you know, and, uh, and I believe without this great wave 
say, darkness that we've uh, all undergone, we wouldn't have shifted. The humanity would, it couldn't carry on going down the same path. There has to be a great shift in raising consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's the, the, the um, 3D, third dimensional world reality we're living in is collapsing if it's not already collapsed. And um, we're still trying to make sense of our old lives in it. And you know, a lot of things are no longer working. People are not the same. Many people that we know are not the same, and uh, families included. And uh, you know, and so what is undergoing in the USA uh, chart? We have a chart of the USA, of course, that was erected in seventeen seventy six, July the fourth, and uh, this is coming in February is and lasting a long time is the Pluto return. Mm-hmm. The Pluto planet, we don't get the planet Pluto's return because it's every 247 years and we don't live that long in this present time, at least. And so countries have the Pluto's return. And so what is returning is what brought the United States independence. It was revolution, it was rebellion, but it was based on the United States was formed based on the unity and equality of all people. And so this energy is coming back, is going to certainly expose a lot of the dark shadows in order to get back and reset itself. And so I find that basically, I don't know if you want to call it an inspirational uh, transit, but it certainly is a transformational one. Pluto is the planet of power and control and corruption, obsession and devastation, as well as resurrection. So it's a gen- as a generational planet, Pluto is associated with anyone that in anything that impacts an entire generation. So it can be the effects of a powerful influence, which is why it's associated with persuasion or even going viral. It can also signify hidden truths, exposing secrets, investigations, the ability to exercise agency in the underworld. The concept of death and rebirth is the most common signification of Pluto. Now, if we all look into our lives, we have one transit of Pluto. Well, we may have a few others that are, uh, but not not the conjunction. We have a square, and a square happens to us. uh, First off, a square is when a planet is at 12 o'clock and the other planet is at 3 o'clock. It's a 90-degree angle. And this square that occurs with Pluto, squaring your birth, natal Pluto, happens to all of us between the ages of 36 and 39. It lasts that long, 37 and 38 years old. And if you look back, most of us, in in that time frame, in our lives, you're going to see probably a lot of upheavals and challenges and upsets. And at the end of it, a transformation. So when I look at my life during that time, it was... For me, I had been going to India. Uh, I had been importing goods from India and Thailand, and I had been dabbling in spirituality, more than dabbling. I'd been going as much as I could to retreats. But it was that time that I lost this retail business, and my partnership, my marriage broke. And the devastation or the feelings of devastation that I had took me back to India to study astrology Hmm. fully with um, a fantastic teacher. And uh, from and I just went to study because I was driven to study it. 
it wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to learn astrology so I can teach people or talk with people or help people. It was just, I was compelled. And during that time of Pluto, as I look back in hindsight after studying the uh, at that time, I realized that this was the great transformation in my life. Mm-hmm. So I had to have a breakdown or even a meltdown as we felt in order to get into the next phase of where my path was going to take me, I would say, on a higher level. So I believe that what's going to happen for the United States and this Pluto conjunction has already had its an impact. It, you know, we have had a Pluto combined with Saturn. We have had a Pluto now coming in with Pluto for the USA. This is not for the world. So what do we see here? I see this is kind of the la- well, it's a long last last long kick at the can, but the more united it, this transit will bring people, the more united it's going to bring them in their lives. Fantastic. That that's quite a, a lot of amazing insights there. I'm wondering when you spoke about your own situation, if you felt like you were in that transmuting flame of Saint Germain, and and it came down to alchemy. From what you're talking about, you're saying in sense <laughs> that you had to go through the fires, you know. And sometimes that's just a cleanse, and sometimes it's a big shakeup. And uh, do you see it as an alchemical shift? Maybe that's parallel to what we're all going through right now with the the virus and the the mandates to take a jab that not everyone believes in, um, which I can understand. So do do you think that maybe a lot of people are experiencing now the kind of shakeup that you experienced uh, years ago? Yes, I believe so. A lot of people I've spoken with and and clients and friends and family members, even though there's a number of people that have opposed me, not that I'm any longer uh, voicing my viewpoints because it's falling on deaf ears um, for now. And yet there is a a gradual waking up that something's not right amongst Mm -hmm. many of those people, other people that have been going through the pain of the last two years, so many mothers, uh, I say mothers in their 60s and 70s, but um, it may be a younger uh, woman as well, have lost contact with their, their children because of their, say, viewpoints. Yes. And and, and this is like not just a, a few. This is a number, a huge number, yes. more than 50%. If that's not a wake-up call, when your family is taken away from you, uh, or they have been, they have removed themselves. You know, it's a death, and um, and so yes, what you said is is very true. I believe the um, the change is alchemic, and um, and will continue to be. And as as long as we get into more and more the understanding of the, the bigger picture, where we're at in our lives, where we're going, because we realize say a lot more or truth, if you will. I believe we're all in in the same school. We're just in various classrooms. And anybody can enter another classroom that wants to raise their vibration. Well, that's a good point. And I'm wondering, do you feel you're still on that road to mastery that the shaman spoke to you about? That's a high bar to come to the point where as you move forward, 
as you say, and as he was saying, the shadow increases, which appears to have happened on the earth, most assuredly. That's just the perfect metaphor or analogy. And, um, you know, as we move forward, as we progress, as we begin to remember who we are as light beings, star beings, um, there is pushback. And that has come, I think, I don't, I don't know if it that comes from the universe or that's purely mechanistic on the part of the old power structure, but it's definitely there. Since this planet and this human race have begun to move into the ascension process, I've seen a huge crackdown on our freedoms, on our ability to think for ourselves. The, the propaganda has gotten thicker. If we're headed to mastery, do, do we know that? <laughs> Does humanity know that? Right now, I'd say it's not yet, um, but mm-hmm. it's going to keep coming. It has to come now because, as you point and other, others uh, very much have the viewpoint as well, and yourself included, I'm sure, that what is seemingly looking like the darkness is around, surrounded us in in this world. It's only a realization, as I tell people, it's really, oh, this has been going on for a very long time. Yes. All the wars that have been manufactured and the lives that were lost needlessly, and people will, will argue that point, um, strongly so because it's the reality that they've been told and we've all been told you know and um what happens if that reality is not the truth mm-hmm. no out as we're seeing right now in a sense we're seeing so many untruths and the, the storylines the narrative keeps changing and and you're supposed to accept the narrative and the narrative is beyond getting beyond ridiculous but <laughs> Yes. What was the narrative before? In all the episodes that have taken place in our world, you know, and can go back into you know, what were the world wars about and who was the game in the world wars? And it's the same powers that be and the same names that you can come up with. It's easy to do easier these days to do research and you can find out, you know, if you want to kind of look behind the, uh, um, those veils, um, and what you find out is pretty, well, it could be upsetting at first, you know, but after a while, I mean, I've been digging in and researching this information for probably since I was born, but, you know, the last 30 years, seriously so, or not even seriously, it just kept coming to me. I mean, I was just wanting to get away from this world and go up to India and sit in in the Himalayas and, as I said, meditate and walk and just be on a higher level and each and every time i returned to the western world it was always a battle i mean this was what the life was our parents their generation went through not only the the great crash and, and then it was the, the depression there was two wars mixed into that and so i guess what we're looking at is a big wake-up call to see how we can claim our own power and not be told how we are to think and how we are to be and claiming your own power does just that. It makes people very powerful. Everybody has got this great power within them. And it's, uh, you know, it's been put on a sleep device. Very good point. But all that is shifting now. I don't know if you are aware that this, this fourth matrix movie, I don't know if you've seen it. It shows that the old, the AI power structure brings back these two characters of Trinity and Neo. And after they died at the end, I, I guess, of Matrix 3, and um, 
they re-enter the matrix again and have to fight their way out of it again. And this to me is, is fascinating. There's so much in that film that is so powerful symbolically regarding what we're going through right now. And, you know, the blue pill or the red pill. And it's just, it's just amazing to me how beautifully it shadows what we're, what we're experiencing on the planet now. And maybe some of it even unconsciously so. And as I'm looking at that, I'm, I'm feeling like things are shifting in the universe so that it's not only a matter of light is going to triumph over darkness. It's we're allowing this narrative in which there's always something further to learn and there's always a higher level to reach. And yes, there will be setbacks. Even after we establish our freedom, there may be setbacks. And yet we keep moving forward. Do you see anything in astrology that right now that indicates that? Well, when I look at the um, the charts right now, I believe... <laughs> It's pretty intense, but has it been, not been intense the last year or two? Certainly it has. And since uh, the time I spoke of and when I was last on your program, the end of 19 to 19 and getting into, you know, here we are two years later. I believe I gave a talk last Christmas Eve as well. And so what I'm seeing is astrologically in the Vedic astrology, um, we look at planets and again, this may sound negative, but there is a breakthrough from it. And people are born with this type of, um, I wouldn't call it transit, this formation of planets. And that's where the planets are all wedged in between the ecliptic points. Mm-hmm. The ecliptic points, uh, we call them the north node of the moon, which is, uh, the name is Rahu, R-A-H-U, and the south mm-hmm. point, southern point, K2, uh, used in Western astrology these points. We call them the shadow planets. But we have all the planets wedged in on one side. So that means those two points are at 12 and 6 o'clock. All the other planets, uh, outer planets, inner planets are 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4. They're all on that right-hand side. And so in India, they call this a Kalasarpa yoga. It's a very intense yoga, uh, intense. Uh, well, when people are born with that, what are they saying they have? They have a lot of challenges in their life. They may be turned into... Have uh, become fantastic, say, dancers, ballet. I know one is a ballet dancer, yoga teacher later on, spent many, many hours devoted and studying, very intense. But she said often her, the rest of her life has been really challenging. So this is a challenging formation. It's happened before. It happens uh, every so often, uh, every year and a half maybe, and lasts for a month or two. This one's lasting It came in in December, December uh, the 5th, just after uh, the eclipses, the two eclipses that took place. And it's lasting until the end of April and May, maybe the middle of April. That's breakthrough when the planets get out of that box. That's a breakthrough. Also, the eclipses that take place every six months, they have a knack eclipses to... um, keep intact what's going on in our lives for six more months unless we've got the picture or we've got the uh, our story, uh, we've corrected our story. So the eclipses that took place in November the 19th and December the 4th was, again, um, a review of what took place with the eclipses from six months earlier. So in an individual's case, we can always look at, well, the eclipses came in in June of... Uh, the previous year, 2021. 
what took place in my life from 2021 until the two eclipses returned November and December? Was there any issue that needed to get uh, resolved and I didn't resolve it? Because if you didn't resolve it, the issue returns. Mm. Um, so if we look at the world, what took place from, say, approximately the middle of June 2021 until the end of the year? Well, what took place was a more propensity or, say, intensity, what's the word, uh, obsession with getting everybody jabbed. And this became the year before, and that's, uh, you know, it was only about a few weeks flat in the curve, and uh, it wasn't about, you know, it wasn't about the serious situation that these eclipses brought up in, it was serious, but it wasn't as serious where it was going in uh, the June of 2021. So six months later in December, it's, has, has this resolved itself, this story? And the answer was no. Mm. So it's going to carry on until the next eclipse takes place, roughly speaking, around the end of April and May, just when those planets get out of that box I was talking to. Okay. I believe yes. that we're going to have a lot more light shown to us then. In um, April and May, you feel that's yeah. like a door opening. If I just pop in, I can take a look. I will look. But I believe it's, let's call it, let's call it May. Middle of April, beginning of May. I think we're going to, I mean, it's hard to say. There's many people out there wishing for this to suddenly just vanish, go away. But, you know, it's going to be um, more of awakening, awakening with more people. And when more people awaken to the fact, simple fact that there's there's a lot of untruths going on, mm-hmm. and I mean to put it mildly, but there's still many people that don't see it that way. Yeah. You know what we don't want to see is you know adverse reactions to these jabs, which you know could be something that wakes up people as well. You know, and um, because adverse reactions are already happening. And whether mainstream media wants to report it that way or don't, because everything that is reported mainstream media is basically a lie. And, um, yes. you know, it's, it's so outrageous what they're not reporting. Um, it's just unbelievable, um, unthinkable and unimaginable that there are reporters and journalists that would refuse to report such things that are harming children, even never mind adults. So. I think the awakening will come. My hope is certainly that, but my belief is that. And I believe that we're coming to kind of the home stretch of a very long racetrack. We may feel like we're in seventh or eighth place right now, but all of a sudden we may find out we're coming close to the finish line. So um, I want everybody, myself included, to certainly um, not only keep the faith, because that's very easy to say, but... You have to deal with uh, day-to-day problems and that are pretty much out there, unless you're living in the country and um, you're away from those day-to-day happenings. Um, but people need to be speaking with more with like-minded people. And even if we're they're feeling isolated, we need to keep contact with a few like-minded people and know that you know the bigger picture is. Um, it's like you said, uh, Caroline, watching The Matrix, and I, huh, I haven't watched the the other movies, so I, I would uh, very much um, think of uh, watching that. 
uh, the red pill and the, the blue pill, it's kind of, you know, what is that song that was saying breaking up is hard to do, but I think it should have been sung as waking up is hard to do. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, that is amazing, John. Thank you so much for those beautiful inputs. And just in the last few minutes, I'm wondering if you could just tell us where you see the U.S. right now over the next year. What's relevant for to us? The... Yes. And I well, apologize to our listeners who are not in the U.S., but if there's something happening there, that's going to affect the rest of the world. So, Oh, it's going to be reverberation, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and uh, domino effect. Yeah. I mean, I come from, from Canada. I'm not in Canada um, right now. I had to leave because of such um, atrocities that are going on there, yes. human rights. So basically what we're going to see and we want you know that change to take place but it is going to be the us of a that is going to have uh, certain themes that are going to occur I'm just looking for the usa chart here an interesting tidbit though when you do research it's very likely that um the usa was created in july the 2nd 1776 Signatures were drawn up on July the 4th, yes. but the agreement uh, amongst many of the um, statesmen was done on the exactly. evening uh, of the uh, the 2nd. And that makes for a different placement of the chart, of the, the, the moon in the chart, sorry. Interesting. Resident. And the moon is very volatile on the 2nd uh, because it's um, very, it's conjunct the planet Pluto. So it makes the moon in Pluto, it can bring shadows around you know a person that has moon and pluto is going to have emotional ups and downs uh, changes that are going to be very intense uh in in their um say metabolism you know shocking changes upsets so the moon can get a little crazy in pluto as well being by pluto it can be reactionary the start is nevertheless still quite obviously strong but what we're looking at is the transit taking place not only on Pluto, but on the moon. Because when Pluto comes back after 247 years to transit on its birth point, it will be touching the moon as well. Now, on July 4th, the moon, because the moon moves a degree every two hours, the moon would not be that close by at all. It'd be another sign away. But there's a lot of viewpoints about, say, the emotional um, changeability of you know, the U.S. Um, uh, of the U.S. in these last 300 years. Uh, 300. Basically, what's taken place is a lot of upheaval. Basically, you know, their own civil war, and then you know, being engaged in two other wars. It, you know, depressions taking place, and other countries have, you know, say grave events, but. Um, this has been a wake-up and a shake-up. So I believe that the transit that is occurring is going to be a reset. And, you know, where that's going to take the U.S. of A., um, it's going to take, my opinion, three years. Mm. And the, the change is going to start to come in in a much, I would say, easier way. But it's going to be a lot of work. And it's going to be first amongst the people. So the emotional disarray that people are feeling because of the uh, 
placement of the moon is obviously evident. Yes. Um, and it's not just U.S. of A., but let's just focus on that for in this particular um, uh, transit because it is uh, concerning to U.S. of A. This is a big one. This is a huge. So transformation is the key word of Pluto. Destruction, exposure, rebelliousness, revolution. These are all words that are could be about energy shift. Awakening is going to come from this because it's not basically a repeat of 1776. And, you know, whereas and a civil war would come in afterwards and all that, not necessarily this is a repeat. This is a repeat of changing the energetic vibration. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be a lot more exposure to, let's put it this way, when I said earlier that we can't, we're, we're lacking trust when the media is reporting lies upon lies upon lies. Eventually, there's only going to be a small minority watching it. Mm. You know, and again, the same thing is going to be going with you know, political uh, officials, if you want to even call them that. There's going to be less and less people even believing a word that they're going to say or what they represent. Mm. And I think that is going to be not even a subtle change, or it's just going to be at first a different paradigm. First, you're going to say, I, you know, you're just not going to be involved in, in, in that world. And there's going to be, of course, people clinging to that world. It's just like believing that, you know, Santa Claus is real and telling a child that it's not real. The world is basically going to be a, a lot of wake-up calls to say that Santa Claus in the third, in the 3D isn't real. Perhaps it is real in the fourth and fifth D, more like the 5D. So, again, to answer your question, Caroline, what is in store? It's a three-year I mean, it could go on for many years, just like, as I said, the, the Pluto conjunct uh, Saturn in, in um, 1914, World War I raged on for four years when the transit left after a year. So what we have is the worldwide, the aftermath of the Pluto Saturn, which came in in 2020. So the aftermath um, can last as long as it will last in order for transformation to take place. The Pluto on the the United States chart has the same storyline. So um, then I look at other indicators that I see in a chart, and I do see that um, the um, changeover will occur in 2025, but it could certainly happen before. In, in Something will take place by the fall, the September of 2023, because you just don't wake up in 2025 and say, Oh God! Thank, thank you. I can see the light now. There's going to be a, a uh, movement into the other direction uh, of uh, of positivity, and that will come in 2023. I say September onward. Mm-hmm. All right, fantastic. So, yeah. um, it's a process. I, I mean, your viewpoints. I mean, we're talking to. Um, your, your listeners in, in the, your area, um, your viewpoint or what you've had going on with people, um, have they been reaching out to you? Have they been asking you many, many questions? Are you seeing the same thing that I've been talking about? Absolutely, yes. I see people in crisis situations which are forcing them to come into their authentic self. 
I don't wish crisis on anyone, but it seems to be this is just where we are right now as a human race. And um, certainly here in California, we've, pay, we've faced a number of auto crises, which have made people reevaluate their whole lives. If your house burns down and you live there for 30 or 40 years, you've got to start all over again in a whole new way. A lot of people just leaving the state you know, speaking strictly in California. Um, sometimes, you know, we've been in drought here on the central coast. Right. And there's a ton of, of rain. Sometimes there's flooding in some places. And that happened, a whole portion of a highway fell away in the Big Sur area a month or two ago. Some people feel that that wasn't just purely natural, that someone rigged that. So there's a lot of yes. questions. Um, ridiculous leap in cost of living prices and housing market and uh, that sort of a thing. And people are just seeking out a peaceful place, but I don't think it's just with seeking out a place where it's cheaper or easier to live in or less catastrophic. I think they're asking themselves, where should we be in a bigger way without maybe without realizing it half the time? Well, I believe you're very right what you just said. And that um, is what I'm getting from many, many people, majority of people I'm associated with or, uh, even clients that come to me, you know, and, um, you know, there are other, um, people in, in the alternative world, whether they be, um, astrologers or, or mediums, psychics, you know, have also, you know, been talking uh, since 2020 about, you know, an economic crash that's going to take place. Okay. Um, we did see such a thing. I mean, and it still said that it can take place this year. How can uh, all countries uh, survive without uh, any further input and in, in their economics where it's just um, such expenditures of money over this uh, um, this pandemic is it's just unbelievable. Mm. So will there be, you know, a crisis in that way? I think that there are certain powers that be that are, are trying to make that happen. And I believe that there's other energies that are preventing that. What we're seeing is that I think the extremity is where we're going on such a fast pace um, and where it's exposing all of these, the, the narrative and the storylines is almost beyond ridiculous. It's because they're desperate. Yes. There's a desperation in order to get people to, um, a little more calmly get into the um, the restrictions. It seems that everything is like on full speed and powers that be in the negative powers that be, at least and most of them are, they will not take the foot off the gas pedal once it's down there. That's what people think complying is going to be about. It's going to go away. It won't. Yeah. The more you comply, the more that psychopathic energy is going to reapply more rules and regulations. Yes. That's the sad part. And um, and so with people in a form of desperation, prices are high, food prices are high, houses are high. Um, but all together, many people said to frankly, they're okay. Well, they're not okay in this situation, but they're, they would be okay if they could just get into uh, an area that um, with like-minded people, they say it would be a country, a retreat, living more on a a lifestyle that's not conducive to all this type of expenditures. Mm. Yeah. So, and this is not just a few people. There's still a lot more that have to carry on because if you look at, you know, taxation, we're taxed just about on everything. Yes. 
I mean, yeah. you want to have a list. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. Your taxation on, never mind just your paycheck, your taxation on every single thing that you buy. Yeah. Your taxation that you're taxed on, how far does it go? You're taxed on uh, your own coffin. Yeah. It, there's taxes on, on that as well. And so it never stops. And even though the tax was in created as a wartime uh, measure in order to um, uh, basically help the economy. But it was so good uh, and so easy to apply that they never took away the taxation against really the Constitution. Yeah. And um, But that's another story. And so I, that's another story which we could always um, uh, bring up at any time. But what we're talking about here is, again, you know, when you look at a chart and I see somebody come into uh, to my office or to my setting, and what do I look at? Well, of course, I see what the troubles are because usually that's why they've come to me. And the troubles through transits or through periods that they are, they are in based on the Vedic system that I work with. But I also, yeah, we want to go through these troubles and see what's what. But I... I am constantly looking at their chart during that time to see where the light is, where the light's mm-hmm. coming from. Mm-hmm. And because there is that. And so when I look at the uh, USA chart, we were looking to see, you know, where this light is coming from and, um, and how it's going to manifest. Because the key word of Pluto is transformation. So I see a period that is coming, a cycle. It's, it's Venus. Uh, Venus is the planet that will be working in uh, with that period. And Venus is more, well, obviously Venus is about harmony. And so, and balance and enthusiasm, you know, happiness. Now, it's not like a snap of your fingers because I guess if people have the two worlds that we're going to be living in, it could be that we're going to be living in separate realities. You ever uh, have... Um, Discuss that on your show, the, the realities, uh, uh, the two realities that we could be actually living in at the same time, parallel realities. Yes, yes. yeah. That seems to be part of the picture right now. And yeah. likewise, so many leaving the planet now. Uh, That's true. I almost feel maybe on a higher level they're thinking this is too much for me or I don't want to move up in vibration or if they have a high vibration, they're thinking I can do much more to help people if I'm in the higher realms right now. And I would say that's been the case for several friends, a mutual friend of ours and, and several yes. other, other people. So it's a, it's a very interesting time <laughs> without that question. And, and what do you think? How do you think people ask me the question? They say, okay, I understand the two parallel realities but how if you're leaving the 3d third dimension reality you're not a part of it anymore just look if you don't have in canada a vaccination passport then you can't go to movies you can't even go to a coffee shop you can't get on a bus you can't get on a train or never mind going to a, a type of show that's happening or a sporting event but then again the others are can't go right at this point either even though they've had their jabs and they're still wearing face masks but one day they'll be able to go back and but normal would be keeping a distance wearing a mask and going to all the things that you miss whereas it's not the reality of other people and some of them also are the ones that have got uh vaxxed 
as well. They did it to comply and they thought this was the right thing for them to do. And, and, uh, and now they're beginning to realize for themselves that this is not what they want and nothing has changed. So, but the reality of 3D of the new paradigm, you know, is that. And there's are going to be people that will say, uh, in two years time, uh, it's always been this way. Mm-hmm. Be honest, it's not much different, really. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be, I think, a lot more than what we're seeing now. A lot more saying, uh, that's not our world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to exist in another reality when we're still part of the 3D reality? Mm-hmm. Physically, that is. Yes. Yeah. Well, some people talk about um, the two Earths, that there'll be a 3D Earth and a 5D Earth experience and that people will end up in in one or the other according to their vibration and their point of focus and expectation and what they're ready for and what they aren't ready for so um, so therefore that's what we got to lift our vibration so we can be ready for it our great dear friend Shirley Bolstock um, I had such when I lived in in Denver and and Shirley is no longer with us but what a fantastic um, a wise woman mystic woman but we would sit and hang around and talk often we would meet and there was a day uh, i came back from canada and i was staying there and i told her i said there's something not working here in this reality any longer it's like people aren't the same have you noticed such a thing she said yes i have she said it's like they have the same bodies faces but they're not behaving the same way and i said well, what do you think this is really this is back about four years ago oh. and she said what if one night we all went to bed, went to sleep, and we woke up, and we woke up in a fourth-dimensional world? And she said, the 4D world is a hard, cold place, mechanical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so many people don't realize it. And so they become more mechanical, more drone-like, if you will. Yes. And, you know, and I've reviewed that conversation often because without having your a pulse on that, uh, it seems quite um, accurate. Yes. Yeah. When I say pulse, it means you don't have a grip in, in the sense, wow, this is how it is. But it, it, you do see it, but you don't have a, a grip how that can happen. Well, I think we all have to be very aware that the the interest of the old powers that were to inject us with AI nanoparticles is there, whether it's through the food or the water or uh, quote unquote medical treatment or whatever. That interest is just there. That's an agenda. And people will become more robotic and colder and not be able to empathize if, if that is allowed. In fact, it's already in our educational system to de-emphasize empathy in children and teenagers. And yeah. how disastrous that they want to even make it worse. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting insight that, that our friend Shirley had. And she was on this show uh, at least three times. And um, uh-huh. yeah, we miss her badly. Um, but yes, so thankful for her, her beautiful contribution to this earth. And we, I, I still feel her close at times. I, I know that she's, uh, you know, not entirely out of reach, not at all. No, she's... Um... She checked out at this time in order to um, do other work or yeah. do work in a higher way rather yes. than get caught up in, in the 3D. I mean, she yeah. didn't choose just to decide and I'm going to leave my body here, but um, it happened. And um, we all have, you know, um, when we come down here, 
I guess we all have a contract when and where we're, when we're going to check out. Yes. It's always said in, in India that you'll come back with um, so many charts. In, in, it's like you'll have to live through all the as- aspects of various chart formations in order to um, be able to come become whole and mm-hmm. and then remain in spirit will world or move uh, move ahead into other dimensions. I believe that we're um, facing you know these this shift now and in the next three years it will keep coming for us and so as I encourage or remind myself and this last year has been quite a trip it, it certainly has but remind myself to keep looking. Um, that my my journey down here is to um, is to wake up and and to see the bigger picture of things and the smaller stuff to let it go. Mm-hmm. You know these these emotions that uh, grab us. You know the the, yeah. the attachments that grab us. You know and so what why that is is because because there is a bigger picture to this. <laughs> there most definitely is, my friend. Absolutely, there is. I know. I know the time is running out, but I'll yeah. just tell one more a short story about myself. About sometimes sure. we need to articulate or, or tell a story of our, of our own. And in, it was 1993, we were going into the whole picture. I was um, working on underneath in the countryside of my uh, parents' house. And uh, I was helping my cousin um, um, work with the water pump that wasn't working. I was underneath the house because it was a little more agile than he, and he was the mechanic guiding me what to do and attach this wire, that wire. But the, the sunny, the warm, humid, sunny day um, brought in dark clouds. And while I was underneath the house, I remember him telling me when we had to finish the job to attach the uh, ground wire. I was on the live wire of my screwdriver and um, the power was off in the house. But at that moment, I was saying, well, why would, I, you know, the power's off. I'm, I'm on the live. What's the difference? He said, well, it makes me happy. So I attached the, the screwdriver to the ground wire and a bolt of lightning came and it struck me. Oh my I was goodness. a conductor. And it threw me back six feet. And then I heard the thunder and I realized I'd been struck by lightning and um as my cousin did, and then he pulled me out from under the house, and my uh, uh, forefinger, the long finger in my hand, the Saturn finger, uh, had a, that was where the um, entry of the lightning went. and went up right my arm. There was a burn all the way up my arm, and it exited on my shoulder. Oh. Now, if I had been on the live wire, if the lightning would have hit me back into the metal pump, back into me, the metal pump into me, and it would have killed me. Yeah. Uh, so... Long story short, though, after everyone attended to me and they, uh, they wanted me to go to hospital, I refused. I was fine. My arm was numb. I sat outside on the porch with my sister, who had come from India, and we were just sitting there. The rain came. I closed my eyes. My family was in the living room, all excited in, inside the house after what had happened. They were making tea and sandwiches, and and you know they were talking very quickly. And I just zoomed off. And with my eyes closed, I went on top of the clouds. I could see myself. I could see the family talking to each other in the kitchen living room area. I could see myself sitting on the porch Mm -hmm. with my sister. And I realized this is what happens, uh, the feeling when you leave your body. 
And I felt a great love for them. And yet I didn't feel missing. I didn't feel attached. I feel, I felt just like, um, on in that other realm, just full of light and love. Mm. And that experience never, um, I never forgotten that experience. I would have liked to live that experience because after I came back into my body, uh, or, uh, you know, so we have this in our dream world sometimes. I said, I made some vows and promises. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. How amazing. Yeah, that was a gift, really. And I'm wondering, um, maybe you released something you needed to release and you brought in some higher outlook that you wanted, you had wanted to bring in in that moment. Very beautiful well, that sh- in a way. Yes, well, that shift coincided with that Pluto transformational shift. So oh, what wow. came first, the chicken or the egg, right? <laughs> or, you know, yes. Basically. Exactly and, right. Yeah. And so it, it, life is so wonderful. We, we have, all of us have some fantastic stories to tell, just even if they're like fleeting moments. or I mean, that's maybe not a fantastic story, but the aftermath of it <laughs> was... And um, certainly, and, and in our lives, we've all had events. Is what I mean. We've all had events, and we've all had signs, too. And it's just, you know, waking up that a bad thing that happens, and when we see is that maybe an awful thing, it's usually going to play out, whether it's a year or two or three or a month, into why that occurred, and, and if we can look at it that way. Yes. And, you know, basically, and see why that person did this to us or why they were there at that time to what we had to learn because everybody's placed in our life to help us, whether they're the friend or foe. Mm. Yes. And, and that's what, because we don't have the teachings. Yes. Interesting. That's simple. Kids would learn that from the beginning. Yes. They would, they would be really thinking in a different uh, uh, way. Mm. Amen to that. So we'll have to do that. We'll have to create that new educational structure. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, John Fife. I've been speaking with Canadian Vedic astrologer, John Fife, F-Y-F-E. Give your website, John. Is yes, it's uh, um, well, com. Wonderful. And um, you can find out a lot of information there. I write uh, also astrology uh, blogs, newsletters on Facebook. You just have to send me uh, an invite to John R. Fife Astrology and come on in. And um, and you'll just be able to read um, a lot of information that I'm going to write. I'm also going to be speaking a lot more in, in, in the weeks and in the months coming up because it's an important year for us. We need yes. to share with like-minded people. And it's yes. not like there's, it's no judgment. All people can be like-minded, that's all. It's yes. just a learning process, mm. right? Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much again, John, and many blessings. And we look forward to having you on the show again. Well, thank you very much, Caroline. It's been a pleasure. I hope this was uh, insightful for people. It, it was excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Okay, so we'll hand that talking stick back to Ram and Tara. And again, John's website is the real John R. Fife, F is in Frank, Y, F is in Frank, E.com. And well worth getting into his work. So thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll hand that stick back to Ram and Tara. Thank, thank you. you. Wow. 
that was a worthy, a worthy time spent. Thank you, Caroline. Uh, uh, so we'll get a little something up on our website so people can consult this uh, wise elder <laughs> amongst us. And to all the other wise elders amongst us here on the panel and uh, over there at BBS Radio and out in this world, it is up to us. And yes, we can, as the man, Mr. Obama, had said. And yes, it is the year of the goddess. Uh, and so it is. Um, so I think it's time to go. Does anybody else have something they want to pop in here and say before we say good night? No, I can just thank you to all our listeners. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And please come and listen again. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Tomorrow and Saturday, uh, uh, same time on tomorrow. Uh, it starts here uh, at uh, 7 o'clock Mountain, that's 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, and uh, on Saturday it's uh, 2.30 East uh, Central, I mean uh, Mountain Time, so that's 4.30 Eastern and 1.30 Pacific, and uh, we will collaborate again. Uh, this is a new world, and Yes, we can, and let's gracefully let it all go. The old world has been a quite a lesson plan. Namaste, everyone, and I think it's time for the music, maestro, commander, commander, commander Doc. Yes. All right. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. Namaste.